Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back. Let's go right to the phones. Joining us as he does every week at 10 o'clock, and I'll... I got a feeling he's been out catching some fish, and I'm going to rely on our next couple segments to get me up to speed because I've been traveling a lot. Mr. Nate Zelinsky. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. How's your day? I, I'm doing great. You know, I was I was kind of trying to let people know I wasn't complaining. When we opened the show, I just got back. Karen and I got back last night. We were in Las Vegas for Garth Brooks, and now we're here today doing the show, and tomorrow we leave to Minnesota to go fishing, but... I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me. It's just because I'm both in the outdoor industry and the music industry. It's just part of the price I pay. And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I take it on myself. So that's my penance. And I don't want people to feel bad for me. Right. Yeah. It's a real hard life. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll tell you what, Terry, we appreciate you uh, going through the grind of, of all that travel just for us. <laughs> now, you know, I, I could share with people some notes you sent to Karen and I that you were starting to train you in the same aspect. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I uh, I deserve that one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on here in Colorado? I'll tell you, Terry. It uh, it has been an unbelievable week of fishing, and I uh, I'm in kind of that time of year where my schedule is all over the place, and kind of for for a cool thought, but um, there's no doubt it, it takes a takes a challenge to do it. But I mean, this last week I pike fished and had a tremendous couple days of pike. I fly fished still water. I uh, had some tremendous days. I did conventional tackle for trout. I lake trout fished and I walleye fished. So. Uh, um, it, it's tough to do that as a guide because I've literally been all over the state, but it's that time of year where everything's happening. So a uh, lot going on, a lot of changing conditions, but honestly, Terry, it's that time of year to where we're kind of past that cold water state in early May where some of our fish, you know, aren't as active as others were at that time of year where, you know, depending if you're in, in low country down into the front range or up in the high country, our water temperatures are where they need to be and the fish are active pretty much all species wide. So uh, fishing is fantastic. You know, and we've had a lot of changes in water levels and boat ramps too. You might want to bring us up to speed on that. Absolutely. We can kind of do a, just a general update. So we're excited that Cherry Creek water levels have recited, uh, receded, and, and Cherry Creek is open for boating as of yesterday. Uh, so we're really excited about that. So Cherry Creek is open. Uh, the fish are, are active. Uh, again, there's a ton of food in the fishery. So I think some anglers are kind of looking at the higher water level, and they're like, oh, man, it only changed things. We're just dealing with some well-fed fish. But that bite is going. Uh, all is well with that bite. But I will say you have to really hone into those fish. Um, if you make the fish at Cherry Creek right now work too hard for a meal, uh, you're not going to see that fish. So really cater to these fish. When you're hopping a jig, hop it low, keep it in their face. When you're live bait rigging, make sure those techniques are, are pretty accurate. Uh, but if you're on those fish, you're going to catch them. But, again, 
don't uh, don't think that those fish are going to work too hard for a meal at Cherry Creek. So that's kind of that bite. Chatfield water level uh, remains high. From last week's show, we're up almost 13 more inches. Um, so this water level is now above the high water mark of where they were anticipating the lake being through the construction. Uh, honestly, Terry, there are fish everywhere. So at Chatfield, um, I keep talking to a lot of anglers. This week, we saw walleye on structure as deep as 35 feet. We caught walleyes on, like, flooded grass shoreline in two feet of water and everything in between. So I would say if I were going to fish Chatfield, what my advice would be on the walleye side of things um, is I would look for two concepts. I would look for shallower structure. So points extending out into the lake, those points, you can fish those in eight to 12 feet. You're going to catch walleye. As far as the flooded timber goes, the true concept here, they want a steeper shoreline. So there's now shores at Chatfield that extend up a quarter mile, a half mile, and it's a real slow taper through the trees. Those fish are spread out in that, and it's a little harder to target them. If you can find a steeper shoreline, uh, say from like Massey Draw to Eagle Point, somewhere where the shore is steep and there's still now flooded timber up against that steeper shoreline, those steeper shorelines are producing a ton of fish. So in regards to fishing the, the new flooded kind of areas of the lake, you really want to focus on the steeper banks, not the slow drawn out ones. Um, and that's going to catch a lot of those fish. Our bass have kind of spread out. So you can literally go on the dam and those fish just slip up. Uh, so super easy, uh, or you can start targeting the, the large ones and the small ones and all the flooded timber. Again, we have so much new flooded stuff, those fish have spread out. So I would say that power fishing is probably the technique to do until you find fish. Once you find fish, slow down. But again, the, the reservoirs are almost doubled in size. So let me keep that in mind when fishing Chatfield. Uh, but the fish are going, and the nice thing about Chatfield, I will say, even though the water has came up so high, it is clear. So there's a, a little bit of a tint to it. By no means is it dirty, typical flood water. A lot of times you're used to these reservoirs coming up, and it kind of brings that chocolate milk or chocolate soup with it. Um, that is not the case with Chatfield. The water is clear and very fishable. Um, as you go up, super excited. Yesterday, Spinny opened for boating. So Spinny Mountain Reservoir is now open to trailer boats. Um, fishing is good. Uh, we're now at that stage for the Stillwater Fly Bite. It was a midge bite, you know, those big coronamids, uh, for about the last three weeks. In the last two days, Terry, we now see everything. So we have calabatus, which is that mayfly. We have damsels. Um, we're even starting to, you know, see just various other smaller midges in that phase. So I would say with the advancements of new bugs starting to hatch as we approach June, uh, a wide variety of flies are working in those fish are spread out. So you can target fish as shallow as two, three feet of water and all the way out to 20 feet of water. So the trout are spread out of the antero, or excuse me, at spinny. Um, I, again, I'm kind of sticking to my concepts like I talked about last week. We're, we're doing a lot of fly fishing in the really still morning conditions. And then the second we get that afternoon chop, we're switching over to, to swimming tube jigs or fishing, you know, spoons like a Castmaster or Tasmanian Devil. And it's doing wonders. So that's kind of that concept there. The pike at both 11 Mile and Spinney are going good. Those pike are sitting in deeper water. So the pike are in about 12 to 18 feet of water. And they've been sitting as shallow as four feet below the surface as deep as about 12 feet below the surface. So the pike are suspended above weeds. 
big bait, so big swim bait, big stick bait. That's how we're catching those pike. And then Antero, not much has changed. Fly bite's been tremendous in the morning, um, afternoon when the wind comes. We're fishing over those spoons, just like I mentioned, it's spinning, uh, and it's fishing very well. All the fisheries in South Park are clean water. Uh, so all of them have clean water. You know, you have some weeds kind of floating around if it's a really windy day the previous day. So if it's windy today, you'll have some kind of floating weeds tomorrow. Uh, but in general, all the fisheries are clean water uh, and everything's fishing really well. I have a couple quick questions for you about water conditions. I'll bunch them together, then I'll let you answer. Uh, Cherry Creek, you said, is open for boating. I heard that, too. I heard only one boat ramp. I'll have you answer if it's one or both. The other thing is with the water being up high at Chatfield, a lot of lakes in other areas, and this might apply to Cherry Creek, too, you could answer it. We're getting debris in the water. Now, Cherry Creek is higher than it's been in years, so I could understand debris. Uh, Chatfield was close to that high a couple years ago. What's both the double boat ramp situation at Cherry Creek and the debris in the water situation. Yeah, so so starting with Cherry Creek, the west boat ramp is open right now. I anticipate the, the east ramp opening soon, but right now, seven days a week, the west boat ramp is open. Uh, there is a lot of road damage going to and from the east to the west side of the park. Um, so I encourage people, uh, if you're going to make sure that there's no traffic issues, want to make sure you get to your destination, I am entering the park on the west side uh, off of Yosemite, and that way I can get to that boat dock easily, not have to commute around the park if they're doing construction uh, on some of those areas that were kind of washed out. So, again, west boat ramp at Cherry Creek, and I am accessing the parts from the west side. There's a little bit of debris floating around. All the bigger logs and the really big debris, the park has done a great job and has removed uh, almost all the big stuff. There's still some floating, you know, small pieces, but in general, I'm not really worried about debris at Cherry Creek. At Chatfield, both ramps are open, the north and the south ramp. Uh, inspection hours are 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, at Chatfield. And, again, I'd say we have a little bit more debris there. Again, the parks have done a, a great job of removing all the big tree trunks and all the big stuff. But with so much water still coming into Chatfield and Chatfield still on the rise, uh, I would say there's probably a little bit more debris at Chatfield. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that overnight, you know, you have logs and debris in the shoreline trees. You get one wind direction change, it can break free. So regardless, I, I would use caution uh, at both fisheries when you're getting out there, especially first thing in the morning. But uh, I will say you will see more debris at Chatfield than you will Cherry Creek. And you said you're seeing a bass bite start to take off at Chatfield. Uh, what kind of presentations or are you catching them incidentally while you're walleye fishing? So I would say the, the vast majority of the fish that I personally am catching uh, have been actually, you know, walleye fishing. But when I have done some bass techniques, uh, you know, we are really searching those fish with crankbait. Uh, and then once we find them really slowing down, I would say if I had one technique, it'd probably be a Ned rig. But, you know, throw in a square bill, throw in, you know, something that you can cover some water with, find the fish, locate the fish, uh, and then slow down to catch those fish is going to be a pretty dynamite technique. But overall, I would say I'm seeing the slower techniques like a Ned Rig probably produced the most fish in the last couple days here. You know, another thing, I'll, I'll point something out, and I had this discussion with folks at In Fisherman, and you know, the Ned Rig has become so popular, I have them in my boat, and we've seen people go from the shaky head jig to the Ned Rig, and fish are seeing a lot of that rig. They're still hitting it, but I wouldn't be afraid to take about a two-and-a-half-inch crawfish-type tube, put it on a jig head, 
And that used to be just one of the best bass baits of all time, especially smallmouth. And I would say you may outfish that Ned rig because they're seeing so many of them. I agree 100%. I, I don't think that we're really seeing the fish gun shy on the Ned rig, but I think the tube is more versatile. So if you take, especially a small one, like a two and a half inch tube, but instead of fishing it with that 16th ounce or 8th ounce, like so many anglers are doing with that kind of Ned rigish approach to that really light, I'd bump it up to, you know, a quarter, three eighths. It allows you to cover more water. So you can then take one presentation, swim jig it to where you're never touching bottom, hop it on bottom like a jig, or even just throw it out and, and pretty much dead stick it like a Ned rig. So you can take one presentation, cover more water, find the fish, slow it down, um, and be more efficient. So that's probably my, my favorite tactic with the tube and why I think the tube uh, in a lot of situations can be even more powerful because you can, you know, basically swim at so many more options. Um, so I do love that. I think that's a great point there, Terry. And then the last thing as far as conditions, um, we heard earlier today from uh, Dan Shannon that Williams Fork Reservoir, Reservoir opened. Have you guys fished that at all yet? I was officially the first boat to launch at Williams Fork Reservoir yesterday morning. Uh, Terry and I had the, the best lake trout bite I've had in probably about 10, 12 years. Uh, very fortunate. Josh Sedeby and I were both up there, both in separate boats. Uh, I ended the day with eight lake trout that were 38 inches or larger. Our biggest fish went 41 inches. Uh, Josh Sedeby, uh squeaked off a 10-fish day of those big fish. Uh, so we saw in total with like kind of team tight line, we saw 18 lake trout. Uh, Josh had a couple of 35s in there, but in general, 35 to 41-inch fish. Uh, Williams Fork is fishing incredible. Uh, there's a lot of debris floating in there, so I would use caution uh, there when launching that boat. And same thing, that water is screaming up as far as uh, climbing in elevations. So there's a ton of water coming in there. Uh, water temperatures are 52 degrees. Lake trout were across the board. We saw fish as shallow as 10 feet, as deep as 60 feet. Uh, however you want to target those lake trout, you're going to catch them. You can troll for them. You can cast for them. You can jig for them. Uh, but, yeah, pretty incredible bite up there at Williams Fork. Well, and it's probably going to slow down a little as water temperatures come up, but they'll stay down with the water coming in. <clears throat> but a big factor that's really affecting it is there's been no pressure on that lake till yesterday. Those big fish get a little bit, they lose some of their caution. They will get a little educated again. They'll be there, but it's probably the next few days to week or two is when you're going to have the easiest chance, I think. I agree 100%, Terry. It showed yesterday morning. Uh, I think for, all, for everybody listening that is a, a fairly hardcore lake trout fisherman, especially on the larger size, the trophy lake trout, um, they know it's the lightest, most finicky bite you've ever had. Uh, yesterday, their guard was down, and they were absolutely hammering the bait. So uh, it was a joy to see and not something that you see that often. So I, I would definitely say there's a lot of boats up there. I'm seeing a lot of fish get caught up there today. Um, so it's one of those things that I think those fish will catch on pretty quick. But, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity. I know Lake Trout across the board, uh, Blue Mesa was fishing very well in the last three days. Taylor opened last weekend uh, for boating, and it's fishing unbelievable. That's probably the, the hottest lake trout fishery I'd say in the state right now as far as big fish go. Taylor this last week uh, has been on fire. Uh, Twin Lakes has been taking a lot of pressure, so it seems like it's been a little bit slower of the fisheries, uh, but all of them are fishing really well. I know Grandy's fishing well. Uh, again, Williams Fork obviously is fishing really well, so lake trout uh, are on the mine, and that bite's been hot. So it's one of those things, pick your poison, but there's a lot of fishing opportunity uh, in the state of Colorado right now. 
there certainly is, and it should get just better for the next few weeks before the conditions start more drastic changes. And last thing, what do you got coming up? You know, we're really excited. We got Pets Race this Wednesday. We got a big bonus prize this coming Wednesday. Uh, so check our Facebook page. This is Tightline Outdoors. Check our website, Tightline Outdoors. I know we've been getting a ton of calls about Father's Day. So whether you're looking to get on one of these hot bites that we're talking about right now, whether you're looking for a gift card for Father's Day, you want to come see us in person, we encourage everybody come out to Catch Ray. Really excited about it. Uh, Riddles Roofing Systems is putting on pizza and drinks for everybody after the event. Uh, so whether you're looking for a guide trip, some information, a gift card, or Catch Ray, uh, everything's on our Facebook page or our website. But, again, catch rate is this coming Wednesday, uh, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. We'd love everybody to come out for that. And then, yeah, uh, stay tuned. We're trying to do more updates on all the conditions. And, uh, yeah, we're having a great time. So let's know what we can do for you. All right, my friend, we got to go. Uh, talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, Nate Zielinski. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, Brad Peterson is going to join us. We'll continue updates covering the Northeast and some other fishing opportunities in Colorado. Ontario Wicks from Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.